To we used to be cool, a podcast for moms. We hope you'll join us each week as we pause the craziness to remember that we're not alone and that being a mom is actually really cool. Hey guys, I just wanted to pop in and say that we are so grateful for all the messages we received this week about our first episode. It means so much that you are listening and sharing we used to be cool with the mom friends in your life. Before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to take a minute to say that all moms are welcome here. This week, we talk a lot about husbands, and after we finished recording, I thought about single moms listening, and moms who are married to women, and moms who are newly separated or divorced, and women who want to be moms, or even dads who needed a little encouragement. And I just want you to know that no matter what your story is, you are loved and valued, and you are welcome here. All right, now let's jump into episode two. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of We Used to Be Cool, a podcast for moms. Um, before we get started, I just want to say that last week I forgot to explain our title of our podcast, and I just want to um, tell the little backstory real quick. A few weekends ago, I was at the beach with my kids, and we were out there <laughs> digging a hole. We just had buckets and shovels, and we're just sweating out there. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I see these two girls walk up in their little bikinis and their backpack chairs. And all they had was their two backpack chairs, some Jersey mics and drinks. And I was like, I used to be that. And now here I am like sitting in my one piece out here on the beach, just digging a hole. And I just thought it was funny because I feel like it was like in that moment, I'm like, I used to be cool. And now here I am just digging a hole at Wrightsville Beach. I wouldn't have not been caught dead digging a hole at Wrightsville Beach before I had children. <laughs> but I would also say you're still very cool, Thank Blake, you. don't you think? <laughs> Coolest I know. <laughs> but anyways, it's just um, how we ended up coming up with that name. Because a lot of moms feel that way, I'm sure. When they yes. see something like that or something reminds you of something you used to do and you're like, oh, and now I'm a mom. I've changed so much and yes. mostly in good ways. Yes, definitely. But anyways, that's just the um, backstory to our little title of our podcast. Today we have Blake on, Blake Muasis. She's one of our very best friends and also just a killer mom, to be honest. And we're excited she's here and for we're going to start out with Blake just giving us a little um, background, a little story of your life so far that led you up to this point. Great. We don't, we don't need to go all the way back to Forest Lane and Cast Lane. We will <laughs> all the way back to 1993 <laughs> when I met you girls. <laughs> oh, I'm just so glad to be here. Um, but yes, my name is Blake. Um, born and raised right here in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, I went to Meredith College and graduated with a business degree. And I, after college, I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to do the norm. I don't want to graduate from college, get a job, um, and do the the typical routine. And so I guess um, I think I had that feeling, and um, I think uh, it was really a call from from the Lord of just saying, do something different. So I applied for the Peace Corps, and I ended up in the Dominican Republic in 2014, um, serving in the Dominican Republic. Republic as a PCO volunteer for um, community economic development. And so that is where I met my husband, Juan. Um, he was a, um, like a host family. His family was a host family for some Peace Corps volunteers. And so we met that way. And when I first met him, I was like, wow, what a cool way to learn Spanish. I've got a friend now. And, um, the <laughs> girls were reminding me of um, 
we met at a Colmado, which is like a corner store type hangout place in the Dominican. And I remember I hardly spoke any Spanish. We were, I was learning it all, every day and very immersed in it. So I was learning day by day, but I barely spoke it. And Juan did not hardly speak <laughs> any English, if any. And I remember putting my hands together and, um, and it looked like kissing faces. <laughs> I said, I want to see the chickens fight. I want to see the chickens fight. And so <laughs> our first date was um, a cockfight. <laughs> I hated it. Really and I'll never go back. It was very violent. Um, but the kind of the rest is history. We um, just kind of started hanging out and it was fun and we were friends. And um, like I said, I was kind of thinking this would just be a cool way to um meet people in the Dominican and learn the language and we fell in love and moved back um to we got married in 2016 in the Dominican and September 1st um we just hit our seven year mark so we just moved back seven years ago and uh, I said before that I was born and raised in Wilmington and so I always, um, my whole family's here. I recently counted all of us. There are 41 of us. Oh, wow. Only six of us live out of town. And out of town is Charlotte and Rocky Mount. So <laughs> not far. Way out of town. <laughs> so I think um, it was kind of college age, Peace Corps age, when I really realized like having family around and being in a really tight knit family is super rare. I kind of always thought it was the norm but I think it's um, realizing what a blessing and a gift it is. And so I knew I always wanted to come back to Wilmington, ultimately, um, to be back with my family. And Juan was really supportive of that. So when we got married, um, he applied for a visa. And so we had to kind of wait around for that. And then um, we moved back um, here. And Juan began his career as a pilot. He didn't really know what he was going to do. He was a um, a, in, a, a aeronautical engineer by trade. And so he kind of knew he wanted to do something with airplanes. And we kind of prayed about it and thought about it. And he said, you know what? I think I want to be, become a pilot. So there began the journey, which has, um, it's been quite the journey. Um, amongst all of that, we've had two kids. So we have um, Jax and Owen. Um, they are 13 and a half months apart. So um, Jax is five and Owen is four. And um, yeah, we're happily married. Juan is a pilot now. He just actually got promoted as a captain for his company. Um, so that's incredible. He, I know. So that's kind of the story. Um, that was kind of a, was such a, a good jump story. from jump, jump, jump. But yeah, that, here we are. Great story. We love it. We've heard it, but we love it every time. Um, you, I, we know Juan's a pilot, like you just said, and that means he's out and about a lot. So how often is he gone? How often is he here? What's his schedule kind of like? Um, so it's kind of, it's for the past year, it has been a week on week off. Um, that's not how it's always been, but for the past year, it's been a week on a week off, which we've kind of loved, um, especially in comparison to, I think what it was. So Mm -hmm. I think, um, we, we've always known him working all the time at building hours and he had right. a job and was gone and building hours and it's just been a long journey and I won't even get into all those details, but, um, the week on week off has been really great for us because it's just very like, you know, what's coming, I guess. Cause his old schedule was like 
not what's consistent. the word consistent, right? Yeah, I would say it was not very consistent. Cause, and then um, the week on week off has been good because you know what to expect. We know it when he's expect. here, correct? Because gotcha. when he's home, he's one hundred percent home, um, which has been great. And that just so nice. Mm-hmm. I was reading. Uh, Lauren Aikens always talks about that. Thomas Rhett's wife. And how when her girls are like, he's gone. Why is he gone? She's like, it's actually better. Because then when he's here, he's fully here. All these other kids, their dad's there, but he's at work. He's at the office. He's doing this. He's doing that. But when your dad's home, he's home. And he's fully present. And he's fully immersed in whatever we're doing. So that reminds me of Juan. Yeah. For sure. So how do you guys, when it's just you and the boys, how does your routine kind of work? How do you manage it? And without going crazy. Um, well, to backtrack a little bit, so I work for Hope Community Church um, as a ministry administrator, and so I work part-time, and then I also have another side hustle, <laughs> and so I work probably around like 25 hours a week, um, but it's all very flexible, so that's just been a huge, huge gift of just being able to have a flexible schedule, and so we're, um, I'm trying to think. For the past year, so the, my kids are in preschool. We They go to Wilmington Bilingual Preschool. And um, so they go to school three times a week. And so we just kind of get our, um, we have our little routine. The well, I think one of the good things about Juan's schedule is it's a Wednesday to Wednesday. So it breaks up my week really well. Mm-hmm. So he's helping in the first part of the week. That Monday, Tuesday, he's super present. He's helping pack lunches. He's helping take kids to school. I'm able to get a lot of hours in, in my job work week then. Um, and then when he's gone, um, I have that Thursday and Friday that I can push through and I've already have, I have the adrenaline, I push through it and then it's the weekend, which is great. It's kind of like, okay, take a break, breathe, reset, Mm -hmm. clean the house if you need to go swim at my parents if you need to, you know, just Mm -hmm. a reset button. And then I can push through on that Monday, Tuesday. And I will say by Tuesday, I am fried and can't wait for him to come back. I can't imagine because about four o'clock I am fried and ready for Ethan to come inside. (laughs) I get that. Do you ever feel like when he comes back that you're very like, are you always like, welcome back, honey? (laughs) Or sometimes do you have this like sense of like feeling like a victim, like kind of like, well, here I've been struggling and now you're back. Like take the kids. I'm, I'm done. Like I'm finished for a little while. Like, has that been a hard thing? Cause I feel like sometimes I can feel like that. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, you're back. This has been really rough, you know? And like, I just feel like it's really important to welcome your husband back with open arms, but I just didn't know if it's ever something that you struggle with. Um, so it's both and, because I have to put on um, a face for the kids, because I'm like, oh my gosh, Poppy's coming home. Mm-hmm. And we make chains. I make little chains with activities, so they get to count. They break a chain every day to count how many days till Poppy's oh, home. That's amazing. So it's super cute, and the boys love it. So every time he's gone, I'm like, okay, we got to make our chains. So it's been really fun. So it's like a, a production when Juan comes home of mm-hmm. like, okay, Poppy's coming home today, yay. Mm-hmm. You know, all the things. We've picked him up from the airport. Um, so it's a big deal, and mm-hmm. we do all the excitement things when he's home. So, yes, for the kids' sake especially, um, we have to be, you know, super excited and welcoming arms. Um, but I would say there has been resentment feelings, I would think, or I feel like a, I'm just trying to, 
just household stuff where mm-hmm. you're just saying, shoot, you've been in hotels in <laughs> right. Florida. Hanging out with adults. Hanging like, out with adults. Mm-hmm. And I've been, you know, I'm cooking three meals a day. I'm getting mm-hmm. them to school, all the things. So I really had to work on that. I think that's something I've really, really been trying to work on, especially because I don't want him to come back and be like, no, these are the ways we, this is how we do it. Uh-huh. This is that this you, is the you way. saying that to him. I'm trying to work trying on not, not to that. say right. that um, because that's not fair. It's his household too. It's his right. family too. He's out there working too. It's not like he's sitting chilling, chilling. And so I'm trying to really get my mindset on that of like, this is his fa- This is his too. It's, yeah, we're fifty fifty on this, mm-hmm. and so that's so good. Um, I'm trying not to be so overwhelmed with no this is how i do Mm -hmm. the dishes this is how i serve the dinner Mm -hmm. this is what we eat Mm -hmm. for lunch yeah and like you're a guest here and this is how i run the show right (laughs) Right, because i'm running the show right and so when he comes back um i do do um i think this has been my most helpful thing i do do the tag out thing we do the i like welcome him home because he normally comes in in an afternoon typically Mm -hmm. and so i'll welcome him home we'll do dinner do all the things but i'll like Sometimes I'll even take dinner to my bed. I'm like, okay, tag, you're it. I need it. Yeah. I just need a minute to myself. That's, <laughs> That's so good. I just need a glass of wine. Yep. Go, let, let me have my dinner in bed. I need to turn on Netflix and zone out for a second. No, I think that's so good. We talked about that last week too. Like sometimes that's part of your self-care and that's so much healthier than being angry. Like or stomping right. around. Like go ahead and pull, put yourself aside. This is what I need right now. I know I need right. this. It's better for all of us if I go in here and take a minute. Right. Trust me. Right. And then using that time, being honest about it. I think that's so good. Right. And it's been helpful too. Um, I'm a list person and I bet he's very sick of me giving a list and I'm trying to think of it not as um, like a another having a third child of like okay right. here Jackson Owen this is what you're doing today and Juan this is what you're doing today <laughs> um, but I it's he has his own list like he knows like hey I'm gonna cut the grass today and I am going yeah. to the gym and he has his own things when he's home but I'm also like hey it'll be really helpful if we got some laundry done while I'm at work mm-hmm. today or hey while you're home the dog really would love you know yeah if you want to go take her to the park and watch she hasn't had that in a long time this uh-huh. week <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think it's so good to make the list we've talked about this a lot lately like rather than hoping they're gonna read your mind and then being mad when they don't mm-hmm. like wait why didn't you do that I wanted you to do that well you never said you wanted me to do that and then it blows up into this thing whereas otherwise if you just say hey would you mind doing this more times than not they do it and they're you know your husbands are happy to help you with stuff but they right. need to know what to do so, so I think right. the list is healthy and great right and it works it's been working for us that's so. awesome I always remind myself too that like, like you're saying, he can't read my mind, but also like our husbands want to please us most Mm -hmm. of the time. I feel like if you have a husband that's a godly Christ follower, like what he really does want to please us, but he can't do what we're just thinking in our head. So I think Mm -hmm. it's great to make a list. I'm sure sometimes one, you know, I'm sure everyone's sometimes like, oh, here's another list, but Judson's always like really thankful for a list too. And I am, cause he's like, oh yeah, I can see this and I'll do it. And then mm-hmm. I'm pleasing Hannah, which is what I want to do. I want to help. I want to do this instead. So I think that's a great thing. Me too. I think that's mm-hmm. such a good little hack to the list. And also right. I love the chain that you said, getting excited, counting down and not yes. being this dreaded thing, but an, not the, the one coming no. out, but him being gone. Now we just dread when Juan's gone, which of course you do, but it's also some excitement built into that. We're going to do something fun. 
Yeah. And get excited about him coming back. And, and also just so welcoming home, him home so excited. Even if you're just saying you're doing it sometimes. I know not every time, but sometimes. Like, I'm just doing it for the kids because I mm-hmm. want to act really excited. But also, if you act excited, you will be for sure excited. And for you sure. want, I think that sometimes with Judson, when he comes home, I want to be like, okay, wow, that took forever. But, in, but I'm like, <laughs> or even if you're grumbling and complaining, like, that's not what you're, so anyone wants, no one wants to come home to that. They no. want to come home to open arms like it's so mm-hmm. like this is their home and you want them to feel yeah welcome and like it's a positive space not like a negative space where right I don't and know I, I have to remind or, myself that a lot because I can mm-hmm. definitely get in that mindset of like dang that took forever right. or something well like, and that's I think that's such a good point too that like even if you have a husband that is working a nine to five in his home in the evenings or whatever if you don't have a husband that's gone or you have a husband that's gone six months out of the year deployed or whatever it is it's like we all have kind of these same things that we're dealing with in the same in the way that like how we handle when they come back, how we handle taking on responsibilities and feeling exhausted by that and not wanting to just turn around and say, okay, I'm done. Thanks. That's, you know, I played my part or not even taking a step back and just kind of building up resentment and starting to feel that like I'm doing everything. I need help, but not ever really voicing that or feeling like you can for sure. And I will say too, um, two things that came to mind was I always call, so me and the boys, I would say we have a really good relationship, me and the kids. Mm-hmm, you do. And, um, we all, I always tease and we do like our little handshake. And so we call it team mama's house. So if we need to have a team mama's house meeting, <laughs> I'm like, all right, boys, we can't be doing that. You know, just anything. So it is. You can't keep your clothes on the floor you know, I'm by myself, so I can't answer every single need, mm-hmm. you know, all the things. So we'll have a little chit chat and then we'll say, all right, one, two, three, team mama's house. And we'll do our little chant. <laughs> That's, so That's so good. This is honestly why we had you on. Yes, it was a talk about Juan's job, but also just because you're such a good mom and you think of so many things. Like I've learned so much from watching you with Jackson Owen, like the way you talk to them and the way that you encourage them. Like there's something I say to Murphy now all the time. It's because I heard you say it to Jackson one time, but you're like, look him in the eye. Look him in the eye and tell him you're, you're thank you. Or look him in the eye and tell him you're sorry. So I say to Murphy all the time, look him in the eye. And it's because you said that. But you just think of things that, like, I never would think of. Of, like, you just are raising them so well. And they're such sweet boys. And I just feel like you're such an intentional parent in the way that you speak to them. And speak to everyone. You're just an intentional person. But Absolutely. your parenting is... Well, thank you. Amazing. Yeah. (laughs) And speaking of intentional, also such an intentional friend, like we were talking Mm -hmm. about, Zan and I have talked about this so many times, but like, you're always, Blake is always like, um, calling us to hang out, even though she's practically a single mom, like half of the time, she's the one who's single working mom. Yeah. A single working mom. And she's out here like making plans with us. And I'm like, Oh man, I should have made plans with her, but now she's making plans with me first. Like always (laughs) on it with her friendships and work relationships I'm sure and like Mm -hmm. being in the church and everything and her church friends and her family I mean y'all just went on a camping trip where were y'all um we went to like the blowing rock moon area it was so fun were you tent camping we tent camped it was the first part right for the first part which is again the intentionality of like my whole because your whole extended family went or a big group just your parents so yeah my mom has rented a house my mom and dad rented a house up there every year okay and it's been a different house, but we try to go up there for a week. Um, and it's been, I guess, we the first time we did it, this is funny, um, we were here during Hurricane Florence, and, oh, and yeah, Jax was three this. months old. And I was like, I will never, 
ever stay in Wilmington during a hurricane ever again. It was miserable. The heat, the power was off for days, and I had a three-month-old nursing. I was like, I'm never doing it again. So the next year, I had a one-year-old and a four-week-old, and another hurricane was coming. I was like, Mama, I'm getting out. You've got to take me to the mountain. we got to get out of here. And she was like... She was like, well, I've got the horses and your daddy and the farm. I was like, it'll be all right. Let's just go. And so she, um, because Juan couldn't take off of work. And so I was like, mama, we got to get out of here. So we went to Blowing Rock and loved it. We had the best time. Just us four. And so since then, she's renting a house in the mountains every summer. And so we've gone up there and it's been so fun. We do the whole Tweetsie and grandfather and all the the fun fun. stuff. Um, But this year, Juan, I just told my mom, I was like, just pick a week. Juan was kind of in between jobs or applying to something and so um I ended up just saying pick a week we'll just have to figure it out to Juan's schedule and um so Juan wasn't able to go the whole time so I was like you know what well some of our friends from church introduced us to camping earlier in the summer so I was like Juan wouldn't it be fun if we took the boys camping in the mountains for like four days then you get to be with my parents and family for like a day and then you can leave mm-hmm. So he could be there for like a day of the family vacation, but could be just us four for the weekend before. So we, I just like on a whim went on the um, <laughs> Julian Price Campground website. Never heard of it. <laughs> you went for four days. You slept in a tent. Three nights. Three wow, nights. Wow. So we went up on a Friday. So we were there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Did they and love it? The, uh, yes, it was so fun. We Aww. lucked up on like the prettiest campsite of. Um, of the campground like we were right on this lake it was beautiful and so we just had the best time oh that's so good such quality time too with the kids like it was that's what i was gonna say it was so fun and the boys wanted the boys are at such a fun age when you say like i'm an intentional person or intentional with friendships and stuff i think it's because my boys are at a fun age where i'm not tired and can't sleep and the boys are crying and i'm not nursing and i'm not i'm not in the deep of it anymore i mean i mean Four and five year old. That's the uh, deep. I mean, you're in the deep. I'm in the deep, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not changing diapers and right. warming up bottles and all the things. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to go. You know, it's yeah. fun to say, hey, let's, we can all meet somewhere. Let's all go mm-hmm. do something because I can just drag them along with mm-hmm. me where I wouldn't have been able to do that a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah but sure. I think even then you were intentional. I mean, well, even if it you. was, can you, you want to come over and drink coffee at my house or you want to meet up and do, you know what I mean? It was, you still made time. You're really good at that. And so I didn't know. Thank you. I mean, I know that's your personality, but I wonder how much effort that takes from you or if it's just like naturally, that's just kind of what you tend to do. Um, I really people, learned it from people. Juan, to be honest. Juan, um, and I kind of saw it as a negative when we first moved back, um, but he is super close with his like college friends um they all studied abroad in venezuela so he has like a super tight-knit community there Mm -hmm. and um but they all talk on whatsapp i'm not sure if y'all all heard of it but it's like a big texting thing um so that he has like a big whatsapp group but he is always so intentional if he's thinking of a friend he calls that friend and like texts them calls them gets on the phone you know goes out in the backyard and Right makes then. a phone call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, at first I was like, Juan, you need to have friends here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but I l- really learned from that. I was like, wow, he really is intentional with his friends. He is mm-hmm. such a good friend. And I think I learned from that um, of That's just, good. you know what? It is. I think if we feel somebody on our heart, text them. Mm-hmm. I think the Holy Spirit's 
Hundred percent, alive and real, alive and real. And um, so many people want to say, "Oh, I thought about." I will think about people and not do anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They'll pop into my head. Oh God, I wonder how they're doing. But I won't ask them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, you right. know what I mean? It's like a passing thought. But to actually take that step and call or text or say, "Hey, do you want to get together?" Like it's crazy what a difference it'll make. I and definitely so what Jesus would have done. Totally. I think that's amazing. I also feel like that's just the such a positive part of the Dominican culture too. Very. Like sometimes you can, you know, it, just the hurried culture of America mm-hmm. and it's like it's all it's all about me. Got to keep going. Got to mm-hmm. go, got to go, got to go. And then I feel like Juan just slows down and takes his time and that is what you're saying is Very. like rubbed off on you and it's part of your family culture for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. The four of you like just taking your time and being intentional friends. And I just think that's awesome. Me too. I want to be more and more like that as, as much as I can be like that. I think um, sometimes Judson can definitely be like that too, but I'm yeah. definitely more like, let's keep it moving, buddy. We got a lot to get done. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of slowing down, I know you've told me that you've started sa- like having your own Sabbath on Tuesdays, yes. right? Yes. When you were just saying that, Hannah, I was like, she needs to read that book. Uh, what book was it again? <laughs> it's called, um, shoot, I tried to remember this the name of the book. Um, What's it's, the author's name? It's like three. It's, Ruth Haley Barton yeah. wrote it. Um, okay. The we Rhythms it of the Rest. Notes. The Rhythms of Rest and Relaxation from Sabbath. from Yeah, from Sabbath to sa- um, sabbatical. Oh, okay. I think that's what I saw. Um, but so our pastor just went on sabbatical for three months. And um, just this dear hearted lady, member of our community at um, Hope, um, offered to kind of lead this book study with the staff girls. So our church is really small and we only have six of us on staff. Um, Nate's our head pastor and then we have another male who are worship leader, but the rest of the staff is girls <laughs> and we're all young moms, which is really fun. Is. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, you know what? I want to care and love for y'all while Nate's gone. And so she was like, let's just do this book study just for a month. We'll do it on Mondays. And I, I guess I've heard, of, you know, you always heard of Sabbath and sabbatical, but I never really like, I don't, I wouldn't say I practiced them. Mm-hmm. And especially being on staff at a church, you there's no, you, break, there's no break. I mean, <clears throat> Sundays I'm working. That's mm-hmm. my busy day. That's when my brain's fried and <laughs> right. I want to go home and take a nap afterwards, which I don't think that's, um, that's the purpose of Sabbath. It's mm-hmm. not go to your fried and go take a nap. Uh-huh. Um, and so we read this book and it was just so, it was life changing, I would say. So I would say for the most part, I've always tried to take Tuesdays as like my my day, mm-hmm. but I always was available. So I'm available to the church 24-7. If it's an email, if it's a text, mm-hmm. I'm checking my emails on and my text messages all the time just to make sure I haven't missed anybody, communication. I'm just always available, even on those Tuesdays that I said I was off. I was still sending the newsletter. Right. I was still in communication with all the staff. I was still, if anybody called, I'd, I'd freeze whatever I was doing to go take the phone call. And I was like, you know what? I I don't need a break from the work. It's not like the church is like, oh my gosh, it's so hard and I can't move on. It's not that way at all. It wasn't, that's not what provoked this, but it was more of like an availability thing. I just needed a day where I could not be available to my work. Mm-hmm. And that was just so, it was such a game changing thing. And th- this book wasn't like, take a Tuesday. It wasn't geared to that. It was, um, 
Kathy kind of just provoked some thoughts and questions and stuff to for me to be even thought, think of the idea of like, I wonder what it would look like if I took the full Tuesday to myself. And I'm doing it in my home life too. So not only just work am I taking that full day off of work, but I'm also trying not to like clean the house and do all the house chores and do mm-hmm. the grocery shoppings and do all the the normal day-to-day task. So I'm trying to hold hold back on that of course I'm a mom and it doesn't stop never stops but I'm trying to change my mindset a little bit on Tuesdays as far as like looking at parenthood as as a job of like okay here we go Mm -hmm. let's you know you can very very much see it as a job and it is but um I think on Tuesdays I'm more seeing it as like we don't have to be anywhere the kids don't have school on Tuesday well we can sleep in if the kids want to watch a movie when we wake up let's watch a movie when we wake up Mm -hmm. let's eat breakfast when we want if they want to go to the park or if we want to go to the beach, we do. Mm-hmm. And so it's been, it was just a gift of That's just so like good. looking at parenthood as like a fun, we can do whatever we want type uh-huh. attitude versus like, okay, no, we've got to make sure that your clothes go in the right spot. And right. Looking at it all the t- tasks as it can, make sure their teeth are brushed and make sure mm-hmm. their clothes are on right and make sure. So do y'all still brush teeth on Tuesdays? We don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I just say you can look at that as such a checklist and I'm trying totally. not to look at it. On the other days, yes, I think I'm checklist minded. Well, your routine. My routine, it. making sure it's all all good but yeah. um I think on Tuesdays I'm more lax in that and on the Tuesdays wands here that's been really fun too because it's all four of us and we can just if we want to go out on the boat if we want to we just kind of do that's it so good for sure I also just feel like you should <clears throat> like people say about Sabbath like you we work from our rest we don't right. re- work to rest necessarily like we're going to be better and I think that's my question was was like have you seen positive effects in your life from having this rest and like a day to just thank the Lord for what you have and your family and spend time just resting and being in his presence. And, um, I just feel like that would be, and I do not have a Sabbath at all. I wish I did. And I know it's like, it's a 10 commandment. It's the, Mm -hmm. um, it's so important. And I can make a million excuses of why I don't have one being, you know, both of us being self-employed and we have to juggle our days and all this stuff. But um, it's weird. It's something that I always love to learn about. And then I've never actually um, done it. No, it's so <laughs> I'm hard. Like, okay, this is to. our Sabbath. Why is that? Yeah. yeah. And it should be the easiest thing to commit to because like Blake's saying, it's a gift and it's like something that we should be ripping open and loving. But instead it's like, no time for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can't rest for too long. Like I can't imagine having a day off where I didn't do any chores because I feel like all I'm ever doing is like, okay, Hank, Hank just went down. What's my next chore that I can do in the next 15 minutes in case he wakes up or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's always rushing as a mom. And I always am trying so hard not to. And also about the word hurry. I've definitely tried to eliminate that from my vocabulary with Fletcher and Hank and Judson, but especially with my kids. I don't want them to remember me as a mom that was like always in a rush, but she was always on time, you know? I mean, (laughs) because I am truly, I mean, maybe my clients wouldn't say this in the morning, but I'm always on time. Like even yesterday we had to be somewhere. I said, I think we'll be there at one o'clock. See y'all there. And Judson's like, well, look at what time it is. We were pulling in the driveway at one o'clock. He wanted to stop at two different places. I was like, no, sorry, but we said we would be there at one. No, I'm not stopping. Because of course I'm driving, I'm in control. (laughs) (laughs) gotta get there on time but I just wish I could eliminate that um 
In some ways I have, but in some ways I definitely have not. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. So I feel like this is good. I feel like we learned a lot about you, Blake. I think you're, like I said already, you're such a good mom. But I would, I just want to ask you, like, what do you feel like is the best part of this stage that Jackson and Owen are in right now, just as being their mom, but also them both, I know right now they're in the same class at preschool. Just like what's going on that you feel like is like, wow, this is a great stage. This is an age I like and I'm enjoying. Um, yeah, it really is. And it's such a fun stage. I feel like you and I talked about this at the beach the other day. Maybe not, maybe with someone else, but saying like every stage, you're like, this is the best stage. Mm-hmm. This is so fun. This is the best stage. Uh-huh. And so I'm kind of in that right now. Like, this is so fun. This is the best stage. And so, um, an example of this is so cute. We were at Blowing Rock at the park in Blowing Rock, and my dad went over to um, this lady who was helping Owen or doing something to Owen, or just over there with her daughter or something. And um, she was like, "Hey, are, are you his dad?" And he was like, "No, I'm his granddad." And he was like, "Oh yeah, I know that's Owen, and I know that's his best friend Jacks." Oh, like, well, that's his brother, but yeah, the rest buds. And so I just so think that's sweet. so fun because they're just. I think because of their age difference of the 13 and a half months and the, um, they're both boys. Yes. And so they just are fun. They're just in a fun stage. Mm-hmm. They want to play their, their rumble, tumble, ninja fight, power ranger, <laughs> you know, all the thing boy, which is fun. And yes. so they're like building zip lines with their lasso rope that Lawson <laughs> got them on the, in the backyard tied up to the fence, you know, all the crazy stuff. So it's just, it's just at a really fun stage. And so it, and it's, it is like, Hey, now we can go camping and now we can go canoeing and now we can. There's so many things. And I feel like that's where a lot of moms are at. It's like, if they could just get to that age, like right now you're everyone, everyone's in diapers or everyone's nursing or everyone, you know, it's like, you feel like there's, to me, that's kind of like the light in this Mm -hmm. tough stage is like, okay, no one's in diapers. Everyone can get their own clothes on everyone. You know, it's like, okay, we we can get in the car by ourselves. Like you've gotten to that point where there's nobody that you have to carry to the car. No one has to, but I also bet it's gone really fast. It's gone by so. <laughs> and when you're in it, you're like, we're never going to get out of the stage. Right, right. Because, yeah, it, I was telling somebody the other day, I remember breastfeeding and feeding jacks at the same time. And I'm like, well, I guess this is it. <laughs> this is my life now. <laughs> and then it was like a fast forward button. And now we're like swimming and soccer and right they're yeah. buckling themselves up in the car and we're saying get in the car we're late for school <laughs> you know all the things and it's so sweet that they're best friends I have a friend who had babies 13 and a half months apart too and they're both girls and I'm just like this seems like it is the worst thing ever to accidentally you know to have the surprise pregnancy you know, when your baby's still this young and they're only going to be 13 months apart, but I always think about you and I'm just like, it's going to be amazing. Like Jackson mm-hmm. Owen are best friends and it's so fun and you're in the same stage and you're not juggling two different stages. It's that's just really true. hard at the beginning. And right. I just, I don't know if you would have any advice, but that's probably what you would say to someone is like, it gets better. It definitely gets better because I don't, I don't know the difference. Like I, I don't know that's juggling true. the different stages and except for that one year, mm-hmm. you know, the one year they were not on the same sleep schedule. They mm-hmm. weren't eating the same food. That you know that one year it was, it was hard. Yeah. And um. Mm-hmm. But and then, then the when story. that happened, it was like, whoa, okay, we're clicking. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I mean, it's it's been hard. Absolutely, I wouldn't say it's like a breeze. Blast! <laughs> it's a blast. <laughs> it's a blast. <laughs> I'm making it sound super fun. It is, but um, but yeah, at the I would say um, 
Yeah, the, the, the advice would be it, it gets better. Mm-hmm. It, uh, and even if they're not best friends, it's the whole stage thing of like um, of the sleep schedule and the food thing. And that mm-hmm. helps. Mm-hmm. That helps tremendously when everybody's kind of on the same same jive. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right now we're on two out of the three. And we're getting there. Sunny's almost, I feel like, getting to that point where she's eating what they're eating. But she's right. still that two naps. That'll throw you off, too. The nap thing. Yeah, right. All of that. I yes. remember making a win because I was like, I can't do it. I can't do, it. I can't do the two nap thing. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. You're gonna I was like, we're going to be <laughs> in this house all day long. <laughs> and I was by myself most of the time. I was like, okay, um, okay, you're nine months old. I think you. I think one nap a day is fine. <laughs> I know there's it's so fun because they are best friends but they're so different and it's so fun that this stage in their ages is when you can really tell the difference in your kids of like Jax is just he'll talk to a wall he'll you know all the he'll he'll find a friend immediately he loves big kids you know he he's all in yeah owen i asked him the other day i was like hey buddy how was school who'd you play with i played myself oh <laughs> he loves just playing by himself <laughs> so cute. Um, so it's just funny because yeah they're just so different and but i think this their ages that they are it's fun because you can finally see like their little their personalities are really really coming out of like their likes and their dislikes and yes it's such a their range. attitudes and all the stuff. And oh. something about four is just Murphy's four, mm-hmm. and I just love four. And Hannah said that before. Four is the best age. Two I've and three, they're I don't still struggling so much with like expressing themselves and mm-hmm. not having a freak out all the time. And once they're four, they're like starting to understand they can just like say how they're feeling, right? And they can just ex- you know talk about it, and it's not just screaming until they don't even know what they're upset about. Like right. Murphy's finally to that point he's at this stage right now where he's like acting like we're the parents together me and him and like Moses is our child you know he's like he's so cute talking about Moses I'm like "Mm mm-hmm and today I've been talking to him a lot about like because Moses wants everything that he has he wants to offer it to Murphy which is so sweet to be like you want a pouch Murph like when I give Moses a pouch you want a pouch and Murphy's usually like no but he's just started to be like no thank you because we've been practicing that and then today he even said um, not right now, but thank you for asking. So sweet. But, but did like, he look him in the eye? <laughs> I'm telling you, I said that last night. I say it all the time to Murphy now. Look him in the eye. Look him in the eye. Last night it was Ethan's dad's birthday. I'm like, look him in the eye and tell him happy birthday. That like I say it all the time. We got to le- thank Lesson Suzanne for that one. <laughs> <laughs> they, all, they said that like as babies popped out of me. Now make sure you know that they need to look people in the eye. I always did that with y'all. You know, you tell me, look him in the eye. <laughs> it is so important. It though. is. And you don't think it's stick with them forever and I always notice that with kids like if who don't I'm, do it who don't do it or like who even really are well. like yeah like are some of Judson's nieces and nephews like especially but like they'll come up to my parents and not be afraid like even though they've met my parents a few times but we'll come straight up to them you know as like a nine-year-old and be like hey Mr. Dodd how are you doing today uh-huh you've been fishing lately or something and just That's like make so a conversation cute. with an adult and it's so important and one thing that my parents have always told me with my kids is like or not my parents really just my mom and she's like it's so important for them to call adults by their name and not say Jackson Owen's mom like or like right. hey Jax's mom but like I always am like no it's Blake or Miss mm-hmm. Blake I, he calls you Blake but <laughs> I know, I'm really but bad like, about making them say miss 
Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like, that's Blake. I'm like, because you're Blake. <laughs> like, not but with all like of our neighbors, Anna, Anna, I like either. practice their names. I think it's really, my mom told me it was important for kids to know adults' names and not just call them Raper's mom or Raper's uh-huh. dad or whatever. It does. So just, it, yeah, it goes a long way. To wrap it up, actually, I have one quick story that I'd like Blake to share, which is <laughs> just reminding me because it's so cute, but I hope you remember it, is how we were just talking about Moses and how one time when you told Jax and Owen, like, we're, go- we're going over to Moses' house. Or you were like, we're going to go see Fletcher, Murphy, and Moses. Do you remember that? Yes. And then what did Jack say when you said <laughs> I forgot. Moses was going to be there? Because so we just had, like, implemented nursery at church. So they started going to nursery and stuff and learning about the Bible studies and stuff. And um, you were like, hey, yeah, we're going over to uh, Murphy and Moses' house. And Jax was probably two three years old and he was like well is jesus gonna be there he's like moses is jesus gonna be there <laughs> yes he is adorable gosh but Jolly. like you're a killer mom you're a killer friend you're a killer wife that's why we had you on here we you're think so you're great kind. truly we think you're amazing we tell people all the time that we yeah, think you're definitely. amazing we talk about you to other people always in a good way well, that is so kind. That's, That's so why you're nice. our number one guest, our first guest. Hopefully you'll be back another time. We'd love to have you on again. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I know. I, just parenthood is such a blur. I feel like I was scared y'all were going to ask me a bunch of like, do you remember this stage? And do you remember that stage? Because I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to remember anything. It was a blur. <laughs> and so it's just so kind to hear that that's how what y'all perceived of me through all of that of just what we admire about you for sure well mm-hmm. thank you that's so kind i was and one more thing i wanted to say because it just popped into my head when you said that was um that you used to say this and this was when you did have babies but you were like we moms always say we're just i'm just surviving not trying to thrive and you didn't like that and you were like no we need to thrive in this stage too whatever that means for us right now and so that's always stuck with me like we're not just surviving. Like, this is fun, and this is important, and this is good work that we're doing, and we need to be thriving, Yeah, whatever that means. If that's taking a Sabbath or if that's, you know, just enjoying the stage we're in right now or not getting too caught up in our routines. But I just think that that's stuck with me always that you said that. Like, even though society tells us it's okay, you're just in survival mode, just do it. Right. Which, you know, three you months postpartum, right. you are. Right. But <laughs> at a point, it's okay to say, you know what, no, I'm not just going to be surviving. I want to live it up and, and experience this to the fullest. And so I think you've done that and you always do that. So. Thank you. And parenting them is a once in a lifetime opportunity. It Your is. kids will only be this age one time. We'll never get them back at this age. And it's, it's important to just have fun and enjoy it. And I think about too, at Jackson Owens age four and five, like this is when they're starting to make memories. Like this is mm-hmm. what they're going to remember. Mm-hmm. Like when Camping they're bef- for four days and blowing rock before that, they're going to remember what we tell them. But at a point now, they're starting to create their own memories. They're going to look back and actually have memories yeah. at this point. You know, Which is so cool. It's a big responsibility for sure. I know, but yeah, I always think I think that's like my my motivation behind everything that I do with the kids is like I'm never going to get this back. They're never going to beg for me to read them books mm-hmm. ever again. They're never going to crawl in my bed and at 6 30 in the morning mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we we only get one shot at this of like this stage he's only gonna be five for one year mm-hmm. and so it's I think a lot of 
what I've done. Because I remember when they were babies, my dad was like, I can't wait to take them fishing. Can't wait to take them hunting. I can't wait till they can talk. I can't wait till this. And I was like, stop rushing their lives away. <laughs> this is it. They were live every, you know, what you just said. Appreciate every day. Mm-hmm. Appreciate all the moments. It, it brace the chaos. Because uh-huh. it's chaotic. It's busy. It's dirty. Your house ain't going to be clean. Mm. You know, all the things. <laughs> and so I just, I really, I think that's one of my motives is like, just embrace every day. And when he says, mom, come do a science project outside with me when I'm sweeping the kitchen, drop the broom, go do a fun science project outside <laughs> and watch a rocket shoot up in the sky. <laughs> Amen, Blakey. You go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Blake. I love you. Thank you. So fun. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week.